listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. It's gloomy in the studio today. Is there a light switch or something? Definitely, I don't think they didn't pay the bills at Absolute. What's going on? For the uh, reader that's unaware, it's a very adjustable light setup that we'll probably do during the next song or um, It's definitely darker. The annoying thing is the producers say, no, it's the same as ever, and it really, (laughs) really is. It's kind of a slight seduction lighting setting, is what I would say. I I just wish wish people would do their job. Okay, so... um, I hate to play devil's advocate on Daisy's behalf, but I think there is also... Well, dark as how is no longer with us. I think there's there's a gap. So that chair is available. Great dark as how reference, by the way. (laughs) What do you? I think the light outside is also a variable, so that could be um, either less or more bright, couldn't it? I I don't think that makes any difference in an electrically lit room. Oh, okay. I love this light chat. (laughs) Yeah, on radio. Light light entertainment. <laughs> oh, very good. I tell you what, I did this one. I've never done this before in my life. Is that I I put on spray on uh, deodorant. And mm, congratulations! Um, I'm not you. a big fan of the spray on, but I did it, and um, I misjudged where the hole was in the uh, in the upper chamber, oh, the upper right, button. Yeah, yeah. You know, the upper button that you, you fire your own in. hand. Is that what mm. you're no? Us? So I just fired it straight into my face. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I've never done that before in all my 60 years. Did it settle? It was... At first, I thought I'd blinded myself. It was quite a startling oh thing to do. Imagine but, um, an A&E. Oh, they wouldn't believe it. No, then. they wouldn't. But your eyes smell great on the upside. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, if anything smells bad today... I don't automatically think, I bet that's Frank's face, <laughs> because it isn't. Um... Yes, so that was that. And oh. uh, we went out, we had a works out in last night. We did. That was great. Went to the theatre. I was in a photograph with you at the end when uh, somebody came up and asked if you, your, your friend was a boxer. Yeah, I did. <laughs> they thought you were Conor McGregor. I, did I they? Mean, it's, it's a leap, I think. But well, um, you Where know, was I'll, your faux fur? I'll take it. Because they came <laughs> you up not to see me. My faux fur? <laughs> they came up to me and said, Can I ask you a question, Frank? This, this, there were three women and. Um, and I thought I was going to be Thane of Cordor. Oh, lovely. But no. Um, she said, this guy here, pointing at Alan, she said, um, is, he, uh, is he a famous boxer? We've been arguing about it. And I thought, <laughs> Strange I, I, argument. And I thought, well, don't come to me as some sort of arbiter. I'm a, I'm a celebrity in my own right. Yeah. Bring me. So when people say, will you take a photo for us? For oh, goodness feel... sake. So what did you say? I said yes. Yeah. No, I said I actually said he's, he's the popular comedian Alan Cochran. And did they say okay? They had the photo, and as they left, this woman said, "I'm going to look you up when I get home." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like my uh, my showbiz career is kind of at the other end of uh, entertainment from pugilism, but um, no, apparently not. <laughs> I've heard lots of stand-up comedians compare themselves to boxers, you know, it's like being Athlete. out there tonight and you think, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Try it, see which is easier. Um, so I, I sit in front, in, in the, through the gloom, I can just about see a happy anniversary <laughs> card that I've been bought today. Um, it's a bit of a pea super in here. It is. As... as um, uh, James Stewart says, 
<clears throat> and the, the Glenn Miller story. Oh, uh, yeah. He plays Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller, you may know, my dad in a plane crash. And Spoiler alert, he didn't fog. make it. And there's a bit where he gets into the uh, plane and James Stewart says, oh, that's, uh, that's a little soupy, ain't it? And uh, it is like that today. But um, again, even though I'm talking about it more than I want to, my team are doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's the last Quite show before Christmas next week, the last live show, and I think it's fair to say there is a note of end of term <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Nevertheless. So anyway, the anniversary is, it has been, it is 30 years today since I did my first ever comedy gig. So... Um, that's it. I've been a comedian for 30 years. Congratulations. Well yeah. Come on. Well done. Come on. to himself. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, you've done all yeah. right for yourself. Come 30, on, 12 30. years a slave. Got a lot applauded. I think <laughs> yeah. 30 years a comedian. <laughs> right up there. I can even remember um, one of the routines I did on that first thing. Can you? Give me one example. Is it broadcast? Go on then. This bit is. Um, one of the jokes is uh, was. 30 years ago today right. at the Portland Club, Portland Road, Edgbaston, Birmingham, the home of the Birmingham Anglers Association. I think it's been knocked down now. Oh. That's how bad the gig was. <laughs> <laughs> but I did a gig about the difference between... I did a, 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 joke. a joke about the difference between middle-class sneezing and working-class sneezing. This, oh, is, this right. is at a time when class was still openly spoken about with... Right. Clear borderlines. Yeah. And uh, I, I talked about when I met my first mid- middle class person. This seems incredible now, but this is, you know, where I was at. And they did one of those sneezes, which I referred to as middle class sneeze. I'll, I'll re- so, um, I'll, I'll go back to being me. <laughs> so, uh, this, uh, this bloke says, uh, stop talking, he's a nice bloke. And that suddenly is. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I thought, uh, she just swallowed a chaffinch. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Alison Green from Hoggerston in Bucks has uh, texted saying she used to work in A&E and we would believe Frank about spraying deodorant in his face. And she then goes on to um, tell a story about a gentleman having an accident that uh, I don't think I can repeat on it. Yes. That, uh, if you ever speak to did. anyone who worked in A&E, mm. and I've, you know, I've chatted to the odd triage in my time. <laughs> all of them. Uh, all three. And um, <laughs> it's the only people that go into, uh, have, have put vacuum cleaners in various places. Yeah, that sort like of that. stuff. So nobody goes in with, I'm sure I've been in with standard injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I once took my partner into Truro A&E at uh, three o'clock on a Sunday morning and she had uh, broken a toe running uh, running barefoot running barefoot across a lawn. We were on a yoga retreat oh. in uh, Cornwall. She ran barefoot across a lawn at midnight and accidentally kicked <laughs> uh, an upturned cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed telling them about that at the counter. <laughs> um, anyway we've, we've had someone text us in as well who saw an early gig of yours but there's a lot of praise involved really? Which I'm, it's I'm, an early gig <laughs> okay just saying congratulations it's just nice I thought I'd mention it. it's from 532 no, that's congratulations on your 30 years I first saw you in the early 90s and then says something very nice about you being the only person that's made me laugh so hard and then um, 
he feared for his health. But um, it was at the Theatre Royal Nottingham. I've killed eight, apparently. <laughs> my manager tells me. Eight, eight people over the years. <laughs> Do you remember that gig, Frank? Theatre Royal Nottingham, early 90s? Oh, yeah. OK. Now, um, <laughs> I think that might have been supported by Al Murray, I think. Oh, right. Um, Lovely. Mm. Was he the pub? I don't know if he was. He wasn't the pub landlord then. He did. Uh, was he? Did he have the blazer? Did military noises. No, pretty blazer. Okay. He, yeah, he did noises uh, of all sorts. Um, very good. Uh, my favourite was always um, car boot opens and closes. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, speaking of um, performance, I. I warned you about this. I gave my Cockney this week. Oh. How did it go, the Cockney? Yeah, so I did um, two days of solid Cockney. Um, <clears throat> I hope they don't cut that too uh, tight in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> edit, yeah, the, the, um, it went pretty well, I think. Good. Do you know when you're doing a bad Cockney accent? I think you hear the odd. Yes, it goes a bit, doesn't it? I remember struggling with a, a phrase I hadn't heard for many years, which is a phrase I sort of enjoyed saying again, which is um, all mouth and no trousers. Excellent. <laughs> which is, uh, could be a very uh, accurate review of so many videos I've watched over the years. <laughs> but uh, saying it with Cotton, it's got a lot of different vowel sounds and all mouth and no trousers. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was a bit... I wasn't sure I ever really pulled it off. I, I very much enjoyed uh, I damn bird with his brother in Parkhurst. Excellent. Oh, is that one of your lines? Yeah. I love that. I damn bird with his brother. <clears throat> are we allowed to know what this was for? Or is yes, it top I can tell you that. No, it was... Uh, do you, are you aware of a uh, 60s, 70s TV series called Callan? I was aware of it. It had a very iconic uh, opening title, Swinging Bared Light Bulb. Right. And um, there was a character... Oh, Remind you of your first flat, Frank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did. I had a bare light bulb. <laughs> I, I remember They're all trendy people now. saying, what's the point of it? What's a, what's a lampshade for? Yeah. What is it for? It's a good question. And I've never... Mm. No-one's ever really... I can see on a on a on a standing lamp next to your bed or something. It says yeah. Right yeah. But on the ceiling... They seem a mistake today when we can barely see, don't they? Well, of yeah. course, they're not... <laughs> 12, 12 I'd, I'd kill for a bare light bulb here. <laughs> they're now super fashionable anyway. Are they? Yes, the bare light bulb. Bare bulbs? Yeah, I've got a bare bulb chandelier. And I'll give you, And I'll give you the key. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was... Uh, so, yeah, so I, there's a character in it called Lonely, who's a sort of a underworld ex-con, uh, slightly tragic figure who, um, the second he gets stressed, he emanates some terrible smell. I've never quite worked oh, out no. what it's supposed to be, but that's, that's how it works. He's not, he's not called Skunk, he's called Lonely. No, no, he's, he called, a, he's called Lonely, yeah. Like that's a it's a great of... name, though, I must say. Um, yeah? And it was, uh, so it was all recorded, there was lots of other things going on at this place. Uh, so there was, there's actors everywhere, and I, I love the company of actors. Mm. Lots of people with um, spectacles on lanyards. Excellent. I love that. Mm. And I a scarf. I'm thinking I'm, I wouldn't mind... Uh, you see a biro on a lanyard sometimes or a, amongst actors as well. Have you seen that? Oh. And, oh, um, I love that. Yeah. 
I've always fancied toothpick on a lanyard. Oh, that's Which is my favourite Smith's track. <laughs> um, I know, I know. Um, what would you, if you had the choice, most like to have on a lanyard? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we seem to have inadvertently, because of uh, your 30-year anniversary of uh, being a comedian, yeah. um, we seem to have inadvertently started a uh, where did you see Frank Skinner do stand-up for the first time <laughs> text in. What, you mean that's going well, better it's... than what would you like on a lanyard? <laughs> it's got so a bit far. Dallas book depository in yeah. terms of where were you. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> Uh, someone has messaged, saw Frank upstairs at De Hems warming up, warming oh, up before yeah. going to a that? TV show on Rupert Street. Um, I think that would have been a comedy club called Aranji Boom Boom. I remember De Hems. And I, tell you, I still remember a gag I did from that gig because I remember being gutted that I thought I'd never have a chance to do this. <laughs> I'd been talking to these, there was two Dutch guys in there. Right. And... Uh, they made it easy for you going to Aranji Booms. Yeah, so I was, so I was talking to these two guys in, uh, in during the gig, and then suddenly water started coming through the ceiling, just dropping down. And I said to one of these guys, "One of you couldn't put your stick, stick your finger in there, could you?" <laughs> and it got a big laugh and stuff. And I thought, oh, "I'll never be able to use that." What's the chances of having no. dodge people yeah. in and then water leaking in? No, that is a shame. But you got to retell it here this morning. And you yes. got a secondary so, laugh this yeah, morning. Yeah, I got, yeah. A, I got a, a, a memory lane laugh. Um, anyway, they continue. Memory lane would be a good stage, then, wouldn't it? Yes, oh, a female yes. singer. Oh, yes, young oh, female singer memory. doing the covers. Memory yeah. Lane. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Oh, Al, why don't you do it? It needs a slight... <laughs> slight... I'm, I'm a boxer or a comedian, depending on who you ask. So <laughs> needs a slight change in much. the spelling, doesn't it? Like with an I at the end instead of a Y. You know yeah, the people do that. Yeah. Oh, and what yeah. about... I, yeah, I would change it to L-A-I-N-E. Yeah. Memory Lane. Oh, you changed that part. I changed that part as well. So if you're a female singer, you ought to be careful if you start changing the spelling of memory. Yes. It could be you leading do. people yeah. into quite a different show. Anyway, you were saying um, it was the uh, the memory of your uh, jokes at De Hems. Uh, it was the night after Eric Cantona kicked the supporter at Crystal Palace. Frank said it all started when the Palace fan said something about Eric not being able to make a decent souffle and that his white wine sauce was rubbish. Do you remember? Yeah, there that? you go. <laughs> Always had before, it. This was before the cooking show trend. Can <laughs> I say I was ahead of the head of it? Um, yeah, well, like I said, not all the gags were great, but um, it was. Don't put yourself down. It's quite stuff, isn't it? It was, it was uh, yes, like happy days. A rangy boom boom. And we've got 30 years worth of those to come in now. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've also had someone follow up. Come on, Frank, don't leave us up in the air about one of my all time favourite shows, Callan, long time reader, first time texter. Okay, um, I am playing Lonely and Ben Miles. Who is uh, you? What? What would you know him from? He's Peter Townsend in um, that program about the royal family. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Uh, he, uh, he's Callan, and I'm lonely. And it's for Big Finish, which is a marvellous organisation that does lots of Doctor Who stuff, amongst other things. And it comes out in July in four audio stories. Right. Okay. I've plugged it. Well done. Speaking of plugging, we have a guest today. We don't have many guests on the show because no. we're picky. We but, banned them. Um, yeah, but we've got uh, Ross Noble is yeah. on today, so that's exciting. Very. 
Because he's a friend of the show. Well, I just think I think anyone who's asked Tony to be a guest should see it as a tremendous privilege. <laughs> what do we have four? We have four a year. Someone we, like that and, that. and three of those are David Baddiel. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> David Baddiel, Tim Key, Alex Orne, Ross Noble, no, Ross. Neil Gaiman. That's about it. In, in that's recent. all we've had. Yeah, it's a pretty okay. cool gang. Yeah. Um, Define cool. I mean, I love them all. <laughs> I mean, they're not exactly Danny Zuko. These characters. <laughs> no. <laughs> or even uh, no, let's see who else was in it. Rizzo. <laughs> Kaniki. Where's yeah. my Kaniki? Kaniki. That bunch. Which one was Kaniki? Oh, it's complicated. He got the lady into a little bit of trouble. <laughs> oh. Remember him? Didn't, We're doing all the voices um, today. I'll do, but that was... Um, Rizzo got into a little bit yeah, of trouble, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, from Kinnicky. Oh, I see. Get your grease oh. right. And uh, was it Lauren Laverne in Kinnicky? Oh, in the band Kinnicky, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. What, a, what a weird, tangled <laughs> connection of... Um, oral sounds we put oh. together. Are you okay, Al? Yeah. Okay, just good. Just checking in. We're all We're okay. Still on air. We're all okay. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, what was lovely about being amongst the actors, I saw a lot of hugging. You know, when people people from different productions say, Karen, I haven't seen you for years. And there was, I loved that. It was so. Mm. I like hanging about at um, airport arrivals. Yeah. Just yeah. for that. Oh, you know, some people nice. go train, uh, plane spotting. Yeah. I, I go hog spotting. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I, I'll stand there for an hour. If I've got time before a flight, I'll stand for an hour watching people uh, embrace. Oh, there's names of people like you. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> I think it's lovely. I, I like to think that I live off the emotion the way uh, Ingrid Pitt, I think, um, in the Hammer films, used to live off the blood of um, local virgin girls. <laughs> Bit like that. <sighs> Whoa. Charming. Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Oh. Six, oh, sorry, Frank, but 690 has texted in with a questione. Good morning to you. Why don't baddies wear stockings over their heads anymore in the movies or TV shows? Oh, I think I can guess this. I think there's a trend amongst... Um, movies and TV show makers to have them in um, face masks like from toy shops oh yes which probably is a better disguise let's be honest than the stocking yes well I don't know looks um, well they have the V for Vendetta mask as well don't they that's very popular also that I mean I'd feel a bit weird if I was a, a a bank robber type going and buying stockings. Yeah. Someone about buying... If you buy Can't tights, they get them off their moles? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, not if they is. get really entangled. <laughs> One of the difficulties of removing the stocking. No, but if you're buying tights, you can always claim the fan belt's gone. Oh, yeah, But exactly. with buying a stock... I mean, if a bloke came into a garage and, and you know, was buying stockings, you, you know, your mind's going crazy. Yeah, true. <laughs> And uh, also, how far you have to put them? You, can't, you know that sort of the lacy end to a let's say to a hold up. Yes. Yeah. I suppose for hold ups, if you think <laughs> yeah, about it's it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Is that why they're called hold ups? Those stockings. <laughs> they used to so. wear them for. No. That was a popular brand for the bank robber. I, mean, I love your logic, but I don't think that is why they're called hold ups. Great idea. That might be why they got the idea. Oh, that takes me back to my youth. One hold up coming down back when you're an armed robber you know, hanging oh, down goodness me the limb pulled up that didn't wasn't quite <laughs> enough sticky oh I see absolute 
Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Steve Barn. Steve has, Barn, how are you? Yeah, he's tweeted us and suggested Marmite Bagel on a lanyard. Steve Bond's a bit disloyal to the family <laughs> tradition, going for a bagel. <laughs> I like Marmite bagel on a lanyard, though. Do yeah, you? I'll tell you what I like about that, is I can imagine if somebody showed me their engagement ring, holding that up as if it was a jeweller's eyepiece, looking yes. through the hole <laughs> to examine it. There's a monocle. If you were, if you had, if, say if you were telling a Chris Eubank anecdote, oh, you'd yeah. be glad of a uh, bagel on a, uh, on a string, because you could just do the monocle. Perfect. I think it's a great idea, though, because the toast would just harden and lose its appeal. But there's something perennial about the bagel. Mm-hmm. I could eat that all day, I, that I stuff. I think you'd need, um, rather than pierce the bagel, I think you'd have to go through the... You'd have to make a loop of the lanyard and run it through the centre of it. Yes. Almost make it like a necklace. The, yeah, but it, what yeah. worries me about that... If you have, if nice, you have, nice necklace, that. <laughs> Thank you. If you have a bagel hanging like that, suspended from the middle, might yeah. you get a, a small chimpanzee come and sit on it? That would be one of the benefits. Yeah, because they, yeah. they love a tyre. That's one thing they love. It's a, a suspended tyre. Oh, man. A bit like those chairs you used to get in The Prisoner. Yes. Those sort of 60s chairs. Yes. I think the chimpanzees um, probably pioneered that fashion. Somebody went past, some furniture bloke went past the chimpanzees sitting in tyres and thought, you know what? Yeah. I, um, I'll tell you what, I've had a bit of, uh, my heating has been off much of the week. Oh, yeah. It's not a good week for the heating to be off. Chilly. Oh, dear. Have you been layering up? Have you... I have. I've Long been wearing jumps. two jumpers. All right. Have you? And I'll tell you what I did. I wore two jumpers for three days, and after three days, I wore the same two jumpers, but I reversed them. Oh, so nice. no one knew. That could become your Dancers with Wolves nickname. Frank, two, two jumpers. jumpers. Yeah. Just call him two jumpers. A bit like uh, Jimmy Five Bellies or something. <laughs> Similar. Frankie, he, he Frankie probably doesn't have two jumpers, jumpers on. <laughs> well, that would be in keeping with your new sort of East End criminal character. Um, I don't know if Lonely is a criminal, is he? He is, uh, oh. yes. He well, is there you go. Sounds he's, a bit criminal. I sometimes like a hoodie under a sweater, a non... Can wow. we work that out? Oh, OK. Anybody okay. else? Well, it's the hoodie's got to be quite snug. Yeah. I'll tell you what I did. What nice I work. used this week, something I haven't <laughs> used for a long time. Oh, dear, oh. here we go. Hot water bottle. Oh, oh nice. come on, Frank. Do you know what? I forgot the thrill. They're good. What about a hot water bottle with a cashmere cover? No, I don't like a don't cover. I don't know what oh, that is. I will down. not tolerate a you cover. Don't put a oh, cover you like on the it. plain rubber? Is it a cover? <laughs> That's what it is. It, you know, is it protective? Hang on a minute. Or what? is it insulatory? The hell do good you have question. next to your skin if you don't have a cover? Rubber. What the? I'm Catholic, it's the only chance I get. <laughs> it smells. <laughs> you mean it smells? What, rubber? I just don't like no, it. No. Really? But it's, it's, it just makes it less warm. No, I think it makes it more warm, doesn't it? Cause it's probably... No, it makes, it, keeps the hot, it makes the hot water bottle warm. It's do you not, have it it's down... not about the hot water bottle. Where oh, do yeah, you place right. the hot water bottle? Down by your toes? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do that Tours. thing. I do that thing before I get into bed. 
and put it just about oh. um, waist level. Oh, yeah. So Lovely. That, so there's that little, oh, man. Nice. I'm going to miss it with the heating coming back. <laughs> You can still have it as a little treat. That could be like, you know, we have a spa day. You could have a day with the rubber hot water bottle. Lovely. I I feel that would be excessive. (laughs) Just keep the heating (laughs) off and carry on with the hot water bottle. It's pretty... uh, Think of the savings. I'll tell you what, filling one as well from the kettle. Yeah. Is there a more satisfying sound than... Nice. As it makes its way up to the... Oh, man. Oh, no. I wish I'd got one. Have you got a hot water bottle, anyone? Well, that's a very fashionable gift for the man in your life this year. A hot water the, bottle? Hang on, oh, hold your high horse. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I'm sorry, we pounced on it's that. It's the cashmere-covered hot water bottle with a matching cashmere co- um, sort of eye mask. You know, the top cat one, Frank. Oh, no. And then what's the additional element? Daisy will know. There's another thing in it. It's nightcap. a triumvirate. Oh, yeah. Scrooge nightcap, possibly. Yeah, yeah. possibly. <laughs> nice. I mean... But what would you say to the eye mask? No, I hate an eye mask. I saw it on a plane, but I wouldn't want to sleep in an eye mask. Okay. Oh, socks was the other thing. I sometimes. What worries me if you sleep in an eye mask and you get burgles, the police come in, they might (laughs) shoot shoot the wrong bloke. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Come on! Follow the show on Twitter <laughs> at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Gently friend, easing you into the morning here. I, I mean, used to have a friend who used to live with him. We used to play uh, table football at one of those things. And he reminded me that I used to, if I scored a couple of goals past him easily, I would say, Concentrate! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, they were already texting in this morning, but you've urged them yeah. to. I imagine the switchboard will light up now. We've had a. We were discussing your heating being off, and you using a um, hot water bottle. Oh yeah, Got a bit nostalgic, didn't we? Yeah. Um, Five zero nine has texted re hot water bottles. I was like a re at the start. Did you know you can buy a long hot water bottle that is as long as your spine? Comes with a long cashmere wow. sock to put it in. Imagine no. that big old sock. Game changer. How many kettles, though? That's what I'm thinking. Well, good point. Ho- hold on, where do you store the thing? I mean... Good point. All good points. That sounds extraordinary. It's like having a man in the house. I've never heard of that. Um, Big old spine. A bit different from that, but yeah. It is a bit... Speak for yourself. It is a bit like... Um, it's a bit like a sort of a relationship with a hot water bottle, because, you know, yes. you, you get into bed and everything's red hot, and you wake up <laughs> sometime later and everything's gone... Much colder. Right. <laughs> and then you hit it. Yeah, yeah that, you just want to kick it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the trailer for Valentine's done. Yeah, that's all done. <laughs> I mean, uh, what I think probably one um, could also say. Electric blankets, are they around? Oh. Yes. They are. Someone at my um, boxing gym, yes, I go to a boxing what? gym, was telling me only the other day that he's just bought one. They're fabulous, apparently. They're a bit more sophisticated when they work, because I, I always worry a bit about the electric Hang on, bike. somebody at the boxing gym says yes. fabulous. Yes, he did. <laughs> How can they Takes be all more, sorts. In a more sophisticated <laughs> in one yeah. blanket? Well, what's that? How can they be more sophisticated, electric blanket? 
I just think from a safety point of right. view. Oh, you can weigh them. That's what would have... <laughs> weigh them without dying. Oh, that sounds good. I that think is so, yeah. Oh, that's it. I, that's when I stopped using when I, when my drinking got out of control. It yeah. became a danger. Seems sensible. Yeah. Boz, uh, my, my child, Boz, has got hot feet. They're always... Oh, I've gone really? into his oh, that's bedroom that's and nice, it's freezing though. and his feet are sticking out and I think, oh, no. And I touch his feet and they're really... Really warm, always. Oh, lovely is bed good, warmer. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, he'll be in high demand as a Tuesday bed warmer. Tuesday night, we got his socks off. The whole family just sat around them. <laughs> nice. It was so cold. It's been properly cold. I'll tell you what I missed. I missed having the old... Uh, you know, I had a coal fire as a kid, so that couldn't... The heating couldn't break down when you got a coal fire. Right. Mm. And um, I also miss throwing stuff on a coal fire. Yeah. I mean, that... All the scraps and all Just that. Debris. What did you house. put on there? Newspapers? Crisp bags. Anything, yeah, any crisp bag would be a good Did you have one. one of those? No, but I know oh. about any the bits of paper of or stuff like that. The house was much tidier. Just chuck stuff on the fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obviously, food to the dog. Mm. And uh, although not bread. You don't put bread on the fire? My dad said if you put bread on the fire, the devil would come. <laughs> Him and his practical down-to-earth advice. Yeah, that's what Alistair Crowley did, apparently. Bit of bread on the fire. and um, What about the salt? I think you're all right with that. Okay. But, yeah, that was a big thing in our house, bread on the fire and and the devil comes. Little warning, little tip, little life hack. (laughs) Anyone out there listening? But, yeah, I mean, it's a faff, a coal fire, but it doesn't break down. I don't know if you've ever um, had to scrape your ash hole first thing in the morning. <laughs> but it's, it is a pain. Oh, my God. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'd like to extend my sympathies to the Queen this week. Can I explain why? Oh, God, I thought... Everything's okay. Well, no. Well, it is. She's happy about the forthcoming wedding. Well, Al, it (laughs) is big. It is big news in my world because the Queen girlfriend had same dress nightmare (laughs) this week. Oh yes. She basically went for purple. She went for absolute purple Mm -hmm. for her dress when she went to meet the Nigerian High Commissioner and his wife. I think it was the other way around that came there. Oh, did they? They, came, they at, came to her, Gaff, yeah. I do apologise, yeah. And it was a purple explosion. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of purple going on. There was a lot of purple. Yeah. It's a it good was. job Barney was invite, wasn't invited. <laughs> Barney the dinosaur. Oh, yeah. yeah. If he'd have been at the same reception, it'd have been ridiculous. They'd all have blended yeah. in, wouldn't The they? phantom. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a mistake. Mm-hmm. I uh, I thought they had staff that uh, brokered this. Like, I thought the staff would be emailing the Nigerian family saying the Queen will be wearing purple and cream. Yeah, it seems to me that the uh, the Nigerian commissioner and his wife hadn't even emailed each other. They had exactly the same <laughs> outfit on. Well, that might have been a decision that they took, though. Yeah. They might have liked well, matching. Well, perhaps the Queen's a strange decision, though, isn't it? Is, oh, that, really? is that a Nigerian thing? No, I think a lot of married couples do that. I know, My wife but and I are never, wearing the exact same outfit today. I've never approved of it. I've seen. I remember seeing it. I think that was intentional. I think yeah. they were Canadian once. I'm assuming this because they had a Canada um, leather jackets on with a big maple leaf matching. <laughs> yes. It's never good, is it? 
<laughs> well, I think the Queen might have done it on purpose, to be fair oh, to the really? Queen. Really? Yeah, she might have thought, well, look, let's all go for purple. Right. What Seems. if we all wore, wore purple? And apparently, an aide commented afterwards, she saw the funny side. Oh. I don't believe that. No, I, yeah, I read, I read somebody said she took it in her stride. She yeah. probably forgot what she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it didn't ever occur to her. But I, I'm surprised that the uh, the Nigerian uh, ambassador and his wife wore the same thing. Are you? Aren't you? That's no, unusual, isn't it? I think that's quite common. <laughs> Do you think one of them said, you're not going to throw all that material away, are you? <laughs> Get it over here! Get it over here! Um, no, they look, they look... It just I thought that was a strange look for the two of them. Do you know the Queen has only worn trousers once? Is that right? Mm. I have a lot of information about the Queen's With all wardrobe. that horse riding, she's only yeah. ever worn trousers. She wore... On an unofficial oh, business, right, I do apologise. Right. Not not in her whole life, I'm sure, behind closed doors. Right. Yeah, but she wears some like, juicy tracksuit yeah, bottoms Yeah, an official business, she's worn them once, and that was in Canada once, I believe. Oh, really? That's what was it? it? Rat-infested. Uh, <laughs> Rat-infested, had uh, tucked in the socks. That's right, yeah. yeah. And then she thought, no, it's skirts and from now on. And what I'm surprised at is that there's not already a system in place for this because surely they could do it like a football team that, uh, yeah. like the yeah. royalty of each country wears their home kit and then when they're visiting they wear an away, away colours. Yeah, so she can wear what she likes. Yeah, and, and, they, yeah. and the Nigerian ambassador has to work out an away strip. We've got to put the away strip on. Why has that not been sorted out years ago? And also, check the, car- the colour of the carpet, love. <laughs> Is that your message to the Queen? Yeah. Check the colour of the carpet, love. Cadbury's carpet, don't go for absolute dress. It's it's the carpet. It was purple. It was Cadbury's purple, yeah. It was purple. It's purple everywhere. Hashtag scenes. Yeah. Sick of purple. (laughs) Had it up to here. You can't say that absolute radio. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The Queen. No, I was just suggesting a toast. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's the Queen. Where's, you. where's me? Um, You've got your mulled wine. Non-alcoholic wine. Yeah. Um, on the same dress nightmare thing, which mm. I know you always discuss, um, Emma, mm. as if it's like the worst thing that could happen to someone. Yeah. I um, <laughs> as if it is. Yeah. Do you think the Queen gets furious at Christmas lunch when everyone else have got crowns on? <laughs> <laughs> what about if you walked in in that yellow crown? Oh, my yellow leather <clears throat> crown. Have you still got that? Oh, yeah. Get it out every Christmas. What happened this one year I was talking about? One of the few... I've got quite a big head. Yeah. Uh, a makeup lady once told me that um, me and Benny Hill had got the biggest heads in show business. I think she was talking dimensions. Not metaphor. No. <laughs> and um, I like that you're associated with that anecdote. It's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, and I said one of the things that... One of the few hats I've ever looked good in is those paper crowns you get out of crackers. I don't know, it just... It does... It, it helps my um, sort of 30 years advanced evolution forehead right, mm. um, look a bit more sensible. And I, I, said, I, was, I was thinking of getting a leather one and wearing it regularly, and somebody made me one. 
sent it into this show. It's one of the many perks of doing this show for you, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> leather, leather crown. And I've got it turned a few heads in the S&M community when I turned up for that. Done everything. They thought that, that king your... had arrived. They have their little Christmas lunch now. <laughs> it's yellow as well. You say depressing. Yeah. <clears throat> the trouble is none of us will untie the turkey. <laughs> Uh, there's an element of um, Bart Simpson about that crowd. Yes, yes, very much so. Yeah. Good what shout. happened to him? I feel he's gone as well. <laughs> he disappeared no, along on. with What's Up, didn't he? No, he's still going. Oh, is he? Okay, good. Still Please for him. She also went to the uh, the Scripture Union um, celebration. Scripture Union is an organisation that pushes um, Bible reading. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, um, another one. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, about, she wore another purple dress to oh, that. Oh, come on with the purple. And I've got to tell you, it was exactly Bishop's purple, exactly the colour oh. that Bishop's wear. Now, do you think she's doing this on purpose? She's no, deli- I really think she think- is. She's a regal chameleon, is that what it is? She's trying to blend in with whoever she's meeting. Maybe she's playing... You know how I used to do she's that? She's playing a dangerous um, game if she tries that on with me. What about, I'm just what saying. about when she meets the military and turns up in fatigues? <laughs> That'd be great. Queen in combat? Hello. Yeah. I think she's Might playing... Michelle Keegan. She's playing a sort of sartorial snap. I think it could it be just with, It hasn't told... It, do you remember when I used to do that pedestrian racing where I used to race oh, yeah. other people and they, yeah. never, they never knew, or I think mm. they never knew. I wonder if she's made up her mind. You know old people get frisky and yeah. mischievous? Like when um, when football players sneak like quotes into their interviews, like yeah. song titles or whatever. Perhaps she's yes. been playing a game all these years of, what you're saying, clothing snap. Yeah, and, uh, and we haven't spotted it until now. This could be breaking news. She's going to turn up with that uh, Hammond and Clarkson with a bootcut jean and a leather oh chiquito. What <laughs> sure this is. First the long hot water bottle and now this breaking news about the Queen's <laughs> the, clothing. The long snap. hot water bottle. What a novel that was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very good. <laughs> what was it called, that thing, The Long Firm? <laughs> Do you know that book? Uh, Jake Arnott, is it? Is the, it? Uh, it's like a cop thriller I picked it up once in a bookshop and um, the long firm and spent five minutes trying to find the last word in the sentence <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Absolute, Absolute Radio Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio we've, uh, we've just had quite a long text but I think it's worth um, putting it to the board as it were in case there's uh, detail in there that is worthy of our uh, knowledge. Hi Frank, Emily and uh, Alan, actually. Hi Frank, Emily and Alan. Read the purple scandal. I'm not 100% sure, but didn't purple represent imperial power? Brackets, Roman emperors and senators, etc. If that's true, wouldn't it follow that by wearing purple, it would be a way of diplomatically implying that they're all equals? First amongst equals, but still equals. Please feel free to shoot holes in this theory. All experiences are good ones, even if they lead to enlightenment slash revelation. Oh. Praise withheld, with thanks for your time and consideration, 220. <laughs> Lovely. Great tone. Well, I don't know about, for, I don't know about Im- diplomatically implying they're all equals. I would say it's pa- girlfriends making a power move. Oh. Because I presume the ecumenicals have no choice, really, Frank. They've but, got to wear these purples. Well, the, the, um, the Archbishop of Canterbury, um, I think sometimes he doesn't. 
He can't open his wardrobe and go, oh, fancy that frock today. No, can it's, he? it's difficult. But I have a friend who's a, who's a Anglican vicar and he doesn't always wear the, the dog collar, you know. Right. OK. So, you know, they're a bit, they're, they're a bit more... Uh, lax. They're not lax. They're free wheel. <laughs> Dress down. So the afternoon the Friday, the Queen went to <laughs> the Queen went to Songs of Praise um, with uh, Catherine Jenkins. Did she? Mm. And uh, another sort of ambassador. Yeah, of course. Um, right, the ambassador of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and she shouldn't shouldn't have thrown that bread on the fire. <laughs> Satan's special envoy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was a weird. <laughs> I worry for the Queen in that respect. <laughs> Apparently the Queen helped to... Um... Did the Queen wear a strapless ball gown and loads of false eyelashes? <laughs> <laughs> Ouchie. No, she wore... You know those little red horns that light up that people wear at Halloween? She wore those. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we should perhaps explain to people that you're convinced. I mean, how do you want me to put this? That you're convinced, Catherine? What am I convinced? Is... I have a hunch. Yes. That um, have I mentioned that before <laughs> on the show? <laughs> that um, Catherine Jenkins is um, Lucifer's representative on Earth. So yeah. now you're up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was a picture of her sitting at her Christmas tree, uh, Catherine Jenkins, and I noticed it's pointing downwards rather than up. Oh, <gasps> isn't that trendy at the moment, though? It's so fashionable, isn't Is it? it? They're all upside doing down it. Upside-down Christmas trees. Karl Lagerfeld's designed one. Got it. carriages and it's upside down. Yeah, I've I got think that. Um, hers is just pointing to HQ. It's like a moral <laughs> compass. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. So um, on we'll the uh, on the strange costumes, oh yeah, topic. Mm. What about uh, Polo um, Fonseca? Oh, I love this. Of a AKA Sha- Zorro. Shakhtar Donetsk. Is it Shakhtar like... Donetsk? I think. I don't yeah. Know. Um, he got himself. What did he get himself into? Al? Little bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, um, so he ends. How did this happen? He ended up. At a press conference dressed as Zorro. Yeah, I think yeah. he said something along the lines of, oh, if we beat Man City... I would love you know, that. You know, people say, <laughs> I'll eat my hat. I think he... Maybe he riffed, I'll dress as Zorro at the next press it's conference. It's a weird thing to come up with out the air. Like it that. is. Yes. It is. Maybe he loved the idea of dressing as Zorro maybe as much got, as the idea of... Maybe he's got a Zorro in the attic. I think it's an odd one to just plug You're right, he wanted to do it. It's a bit like me saying, well, if we right. lose, I'll dress as a sort of Moulin Rouge showgirl with full hair and makeup. Exactly. Yeah. You want that. Yeah. He wanted that. And to be fair, I think he I think he was right to because he really suited that Zorro <laughs> mask, I thought. He looked I thought it, it spoiled it when the Queen turned up as Zorro. <laughs> you know what she's like. <laughs> yeah. She can't help herself. That's the smiley's moment. Um, yeah. Everybody thought, looks good in a Zorro mask, though, don't do you they? Think, well they yeah. do. I, I think thought they might the catch one on. he thing good. was the hat let him down. That oh. looked a bit like he just got it out of the cellophane and it had sprung up. It had been pl- flattened for the packaging. Oh, right. It looked a bit more couple of swells than Zorro, I felt. I love those hats. Oh, that You know those flat hats? They call them opera hats or something. Oh, right, mm. yeah, yeah. Do you know the ones I mean, that you just push them into a... I used to have one, a collapsible top hat. Excellent. Love I wouldn't them. mind one of those. Mm. I think lottery winners um, often use them. 
do they? Mm. For what? I think if you're a lottery winner, you want to be in the pub in a top hat. <laughs> right. You know, just to hammer it home. Yeah. Good what point. I liked is he had the little chain on the cape. And yes. some people forget that detail, but it's very important. To you. <laughs> yeah, it really is, Al. I need that chain on the cape. Do you cape. think he went and bought the Zorro thing? Or do you think he um, he hired it? Or do you think he'd got one? I I think you might be right. I think he might have uh, improvised. Oh, I'll dress up as Zorro, thinking I've got that great Zorro outfit that I could use then. Double I, win. I thought he looked good, but I did watch I did. the press conference and I heard a character in the press conference saying, "What happened? I thought he was coming in as Zorro." That <laughs> <laughs> really was rather rude. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. thought he was very definitely Zorro. Yeah. He's still a big deal, Zorro. Do people know who he is? I'm not sure he is that I big mean, a deal. He's got the disadvantage. If if you're looking up your action heroes, he's why he's very near the oh, end. Oh, on of the, the, the end of the end of the book. <laughs> yes. You might never get to him. Yeah, action man, way Ant- ahead. Ant man, he does yeah, well. They mm. do all right, don't they? Albert Schweitzer, <laughs> bless you. Yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't think he should be him, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> He said it was the most joyful press conference of his entire career. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm not surprised. He's just beaten Man City and he's wearing his, his outfit. He's got his little outfit on. He's like <laughs> He's wearing his outfit. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Do you remember when Garth Crooks, um, former um, West Bromwich Albion, and Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. yeah, but you know, yeah. it's not going into okay. details. All right. Uh, and he um, he made some declaration that if so-and-so won or somebody lost, I can't remember the thing, that he'd um, shave his hair into a Mohican. Oh, did, did he? he? What do they call it? A Mohawk? Is that the, the correct term? I think we... Uh, I think a Mohican is longer than a Mohawk or vice or versa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we'd... it was a Mohawk. His yeah. was but, quite... Yeah. Um, quite um, stob... Right. Stob one, I'd say it uh-huh. was. Uh, it might if it was two inches, that'd right. be it. So did he do it? He, he did it, but nobody cared. Did he? <laughs> that was a, it was a terrible moment that he made the declaration. Oh, Poor people God. care about Zorro, and when Gary Lineker had to host match of the day in his boxer shorts. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't. Did he? They were football shorts. Oh, were they? <laughs> they were definitely football. Got him on a technicality. They were long here. pants. Oh come on, they were football <laughs> shorts. Boxers. And I thought, wow, I thought they were boxers. Yeah, boxers. Wow, I've never seen Gary Lineker in football shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the most annoying um, was Paddy Ashdown when the um, exit oh, polls yeah. came out and he said, if we yes. get that few votes in the Liberal Democrats, I'll eat my hat. And then after, refused to eat his hat. I mean, that's just poor. Yeah. He could have even got a hat cake. You know, arrangements uh, could yeah. have been made. I should have been. They should have foisted one on him. Yeah, I, I wish he'd have come back from the break and Dimbleby's kneeling on his chest, force-feeding a hat down him. Like, really pressing this fez down him. Paddy has to... Oh, man. That would have been great television. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Furthermore, there's the opportunity to email the show via the Absolute Radio website. 
Um, just before we had that musical and advertising interlude, um, <laughs> we uh, we were discussing the boss of Shakhtar who turned up to the press conference in his Zorro mask because he was following through on his word. He said, "I'll yeah. wear, I'll dress as Zorro if we win." Gary Lineker said, "I'll I'll host match of the day in my boxer shorts." You think he didn't? I think, but he, I did. think he did. But I think it was football shorts. And wow. who was it that you said that didn't do the thing that they'd said? Just said Paddy Ashdown. Paddy Ashdown didn't eat his hat. Now, I somewhat painted myself into a corner this summer. Um, I have two children, Cockrell Juniors, and uh, and I'd been listening to some podcast where they were saying, oh, the earlier you can get your kids to understand financial literacy, the better. Financial literacy? <laughs> you know, like pocket <laughs> money. Yes, yeah, so, no, just yeah. like pocket money okay. and the, the concept of saving and all that stuff. So I heard this podcast and I thought, I'm going to have a go at being a good parent for a day. Mm. And I went back and I, in a cavalier way, we were planning the Edinburgh Festival and I said to my kids, um, hey, you two, uh, that's how I speak to them. Yeah. <laughs> I went, hey, you two. I said, uh, like any on a money, building site with them. Any money that you can save up by the time you come to the Edinburgh Festival, I will double it. Because I wanted to get them the saving habit. That's a mm. good thing to and get. And that's in a it. useful little um, trick for most parents. By the time you get to the Edinburgh Festival, well, that out. well, they knew that they were coming to visit me in August. <laughs> the when, trouble uh, is, when I was your, the isn't it your poorest period of the year? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's broken many a comic, here's the, the thing. Edinburgh Festival. My uh, six-year-old daughter, who has very little impulse control and is not at all interested in long-term saving, spent pretty much all of her money. So I doubled her fiver. Wow, my spirit my animal. Son, can I just say? <laughs> My son, who's ten and pretty shrewd, saved three hundred quid. <laughs> wow! No, sorry, he saved one hundred and fifty, and I doubled. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh man, he broke me. I thought I was teaching him a lesson. He was looking oh. at me like, "No, I'm teaching you a lesson." This I'm... is like the old psychological trick of giving a kid biscuits, isn't it? Oh, the marshmallow test. They leave, Famous leave marshmallow test. What's this? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They leave them in a room for something like five minutes with they... some marshmallows, and he says, "If you don't eat that marshmallow." I'll give you, you know, something even nicer. It's the, they they oh. offer them one marshmallow. You can have one marshmallow now or two in 15 so it's teaching minutes. them delayed gratification. Yes, exactly. Yes. And but all the ones them. who manage to get to the next level, apparently they then go back. This is a famous psychological study, actually. And uh, they go back like... No need to rub Emily's nose. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I've never heard of the I'm so sorry, I don't know it. But they go back... Very famous, apparently. (laughs) They go back like 30 years later and apparently on all the outcomes that you want... I know a lot about Hampton Court, though. um, Apparently the kids that have the delayed gratification when they're kids, they do better on almost all the outcomes that you'd want to do better on in life. Yeah. So well, I would have so eaten deal. the marshmallows, so I'm glad I didn't really? know that study. Well, well little I'd... Lord Fauntleroy absolutely <laughs> broke me um, in the summer and, uh, and I had to pay up 300 quid and a bit mm. and change... I mean, he's never going to get that interest rate again in his life, no, is he? That's, uh, well, we don't know what's going to happen with the economy. <laughs> You're right. Uh, You're break, right. Breaking he news. He might put all his savings in Bitcoin. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I tell you, I have no idea what Bitcoin is. I've heard about it. It's a, a cryptocurrency. Yeah. What is it? It's a Crypti- cryptocurrency. Apparently, it's it's very Online. famous, Frank. Crypto. I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just don't know what it is. It's I think a it might be currency. one of those things I opt yeah. out of, like um, mm. Breaking Bad. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more one of those things that you have is to opt like into. Is it like PayPal? So. Um, no. no. Okay. Well, it's it's a new kind of coinage. 
Well, it's it was, a new kind of currency that's only it's been online. A while. It doesn't exist yeah. in like in physical form. Well, that's what that's true of PayPal, isn't it? No, but that's, that's a form still of tied payment. To money, isn't it? That's still tied to sterling and. Anyway, <laughs> I've made up my mind. I, I really, I, I don't care about it. Okay, Bitcoin. <laughs> I've got a Fitbit. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that same sort of. Stay on Fitbit. Exactly the same. We'll handle Bitcoin. My Fitbit is is keeping me so informed about my life. Yeah, it was telling me what time it was every time you gave a round of applause during the show last night. Hey, listen, isn't (laughs) Fitbit bad if you're what are are the philanderers? Philanderers nightmare. Because if your partner looked at it, they can't tell where oh. you've been the Fitbit, can you? But they'd say, why well, have you made that many steps today? Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, sometimes in the S&M community, <laughs> I, I can be on a treadmill for two hours. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Um, I have got a text in. Oh, yeah? Well, it, it's a tweet in. This is from Grubby. Whatever happened to reverse charge phone calls? <laughs> I was out with no money when my mobile died. I needed to call home, but was too scared to call the operator and ask for a reverse charge phone call in case they no longer exist. What do you think of that? Yeah, I wonder if they do still exist. I think you could still do it. Because you used to get... you. Remember, you had to accept, but you could reject. Yes, you could. But can you call a mobile on the reverse charge? Oh, I don't know if There's a question. Because an operator would come numbers. on and say, will you accept a reverse charge call from... Yeah. Yeah. I, I did say, I remember saying no once. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah, but you good and David you. still speak now, which yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that, I think that's quite a good one. I think that gets the seal of... Uh, oh, does it? <laughs> Speaking of uh, that, I went to um, the the BFI last um, Saturday for a screening of Sharda. And Sharda is an episode of Doctor Who from 1979. Uh, right. Uh, Tom Baker... Uh, Fourth Doctor circa and mm. um, a lot half, of my parents' friends. Well, half of it was filmed, and then the rest uh, didn't happen because of industrial action. <laughs> right, so late seventies. And that it is. did. I, and as I said, I, I feel I'm obviously nostalgic about the Doctor Who thing, but I feel more nostalgic about industrial action. <laughs> it just right. really does feel. Cameramen on strike. Well, my brother who worked at uh, Longbridge, he was a shop steward at Longbridge, our Keith, and he was on the news um, being interviewed about, you know, the management, uh, the way the the management treats us. And he was actually warming his hands over a brazier. (laughs) Excellent. Did he have a donkey jacket on? I I think he did. Very good. I mean, the brazier, that's... uh, that's gone. Only to be seen in the in the strike scenes in Billy Elliot now. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, it yeah. was it was well, um, very much whatever happened to. Yeah, but it was it was a fabulous, uh, in, fabulously indulgent Doctor Who day. I was on a panel with um, Voice of the Spaceship. <laughs> but come on, that is a good. It don't title. get much better than that. Does it? <laughs> Absolutely. Has marvelous. that person got a real name? Are we? Um, I don't want to know don't it. Put me on the spot. All right, we're done. No, don't I don't want to know spot. it. Al. something too either. beautiful, she and I'd like to always keep that as voice of the spaceship. She had a very beautiful uh, voice. Oh, it was a lady. Oh yeah, it was a lady. Okay. Uh, yeah, seventy-nine. You know, they were the women's lib was coming through. 
Mm-hmm. That's why they were burning their braziers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their jacks. Oh, my. I've told you when I met Douglas Adams. I Because Douglas Adams wrote it, the guy who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide. Right, mm-hmm. I did not know that. And I, I was introduced to him... Not really, because I didn't really never knew things like who wrote stuff and all that. He just knew who was in it. Some came in later, sophisticated London living. And I was introduced to him by a friend, mm-hmm. and he was quite a big thing. He's, he was a script editor, and he wrote, um, I think, three episodes, Doctor Who. And um, I'm going to say City of Death, Pirate Planet. It's not a test. Shard. Okay. I know Pirate anyway, Planet. I was introduced. Um, <laughs> I love Pirate Planet. Anyway, I was introduced <laughs> to him, and, and my friend said, This is Douglas Adams. And I sang um, Bright Eyes. Right. I thought you'll love that. But that's Richard Adams who did Watch It <laughs> oh Down. Oh, my God. And he said, That's um, Richard Adams, and just walked away. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and all day at this event, people were telling stories of what a lovely, friendly, warm-hearted bloke he was. And that was, I had to spoil the whole thing with that story. Oh, dear. Oh, and then I got a, an email from Steve Hall. Oh, yeah. Remember her? Yeah. Um, a regular on the show, on this show. Yeah. Who said, oh, I was at, um, I was at the uh, shoulder event. Oh, today. right. And you know what? I don't know about you, whenever I get a text or something from someone said, oh, I was at that thing you were at today... I always think, well, then, did you deliberately avoid me? Really? Well, no, possibly yeah. he didn't see you. Well, how did he know I was... I was on stage. Oh, I On see. a panel. No, but in... Yeah. I know you were on stage, but he's not going to storm the stage. Oh, I this mean, and that and this and that. Hi. He's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm just working out where the extra mic is. God, it's so end of term here today. Can I just apologise? Um, Ross Noble is in the house. Now, if this was um, Steve Wright in the afternoon, exactly, <laughs> people would I do love that. it. I, I love the fact that it was just a distance, and then you both looked and went, "No, nah, Alan can just clap on his own." I know, and I'm the one just... that's meant to be dour. <laughs> <laughs> we gave you a, enough applause last that's... night. Yeah, whoop whoop. But when, but when I do Steve Wright in the afternoon, I join in with oh, my all the time to thicken it up a bit. All that you've got to, haven't you? I once did a radio show in Manchester, uh, BBC uh, radio show, and um, I knew that there was only two of them in the studio so I took along my crew that are normally on tour with me I took my tour manager and uh, the guys that work for me and I took them in just to clap <laughs> in the corner and there's nothing like nothing like the laughter of paid help oh, God, Staff, yeah. I don't know if you ever see any Elv- Elvis in concert things every gag the band absolutely fall over laughing <laughs> it's a joy so yeah so we went to see um, Ross last night in Young Frankenstein at the Garrick Theatre yeah and um I'll tell you something. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. I'll tell Stiff you something. I, I, felt, I felt strangely proud. Because oh. I think there's a feeling... You weren't expecting that, were you? I think there's oh, a feeling oh, that the sort of... Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be major gittery, but no. No. <laughs> um, strangely proud. Oh, thanks, Frank. I'll tell you why, because I think our generation... If I may... I think we're... So, I know you're younger than me, yeah. but our generation of comics, if you like... Yeah. And not necessarily thought of as all-round entertainers right. who can get on stage and right, sing yeah. and dance sing and properly dance and look absolutely like they've got the right to be there. And you've totally, totally nailed it. So, honestly, I thought you were... Um, 
I, I thought I was blown away. Oh, thanks very much. I'm putting. I mean, it's a bit rambly for the for the post, though. But, <laughs> I mean, but Don't you I'm, cut I'm, one word. I'm, I'm genuinely. I'm genuinely. Frank's you, really laid back. If you want to cut his material, <laughs> but you know what? That that's what that's what I love about the show is the fact that like it. You know, you, well you've seen it. it it's it's proper singing and dancing, isn't it? And because it's done in that sort of musical style, myself and you know I play the hunchback and obviously the the dog because we do that. That first song is like it's like an old school sort of musical song and dance routine. I do genuinely. It's it's good that you said that because I literally, as I'm doing it, I'm going. I'm in show business here. <laughs> exactly. It's the proper. Yeah. Exactly. So you play. Um, let's not call him the Hunchback. <laughs> let's call him Igor. Igor. Yes. Is what is now. Um, I'm excited about that because two months ago I interviewed Al Gore. <laughs> and I'm trying to go for some sort of a hat trick. Gore, uh, I go Al Gore, and Gore Vidal is dead. Oh, that's but if anyone, spoiler alert, L twelve fifteen. If you can suggest another Gore, I could you could get Gore and Ebony You could get Very Derek Acora on. To, is, so, that, is that pushing decor. It, isn't it? No, no, it's to speak to Al Gore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Al Gore through Derek Agora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could the, get an Angora. <laughs> he's a bullfighter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and here's a here's a little thing that, that you might like about, about the show, right, is, uh, so Hadley Fraser, who plays Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. he was in Doctor Who. What he yeah. was, uh, oh, what yeah, was, he was. What, do you know what episode it was? Army of Ghosts. What he was. You can't just come on and bring stuff like that out of that. Well, hat. I just thought, like, because I, I was thinking, there was part of me, there's a, there's a joke about Catholics in the show. Yeah. And as that came up, I went, oh, God, I forgot. <laughs> I absolutely forgot. I was I was in the wings ready to come on. I thought, oh, Frank's not going to like that. And then I thought, hang on a second. Hadley's, Hadley was in Doctor Who. That's going <laughs> to cancel it out. And it's like, yeah. trying to do was... show, <laughs> <laughs> the, Yeah, he was in uh, Army of Ghosts with um, uh, Tennant. I'll have to yeah. go. I'll have to go and, and look and at him. And what about this, right? Summer Strallen, who plays Inga, the lab assistant. Her, uh, her auntie, auntie. I knew you'd know it. Yeah, I knew what, it. Was um, Sylvester McCoy's? Yeah, she was uh, Bonnie, Mel- Bonnie Langford. She was Melanie Bush. Yeah, <laughs> she was. That was her character name. Yeah, and the first um, first time the Daleks flew. Yes, in yes. Uh, I know <laughs> Daleks. No, no, that was remember. Wasn't that Remembrance of the Daleks? She wasn't. She in was in that. that. Oh no, that, that was that was, was that. So, so, Sophie Aldridge, wasn't Teenage it? Teenage boys. Yes. Yes. Anyway, sorry wedding. about that. Anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> look at these eyes light up. The great. That was like you two look like my wife just want to start talking about motorbikes. <laughs> just sort of started to glaze over. Yeah, Bonnie Langford um, was impersonated by Kate O'Mara. Um, right. Which is a which a, a very interesting Doctor Who moment. Got the the ginger wig and everything on mm. in time of the Rani. Anyway, oh, enough of this. Okay, with enough. the flags. It was with the flags, wasn't no, it? No, no. Let's talk more about Doctor Who. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I could yeah. do that. Anyway, young Frankenstein. There we go. Yeah. And Doctor Who. Come what about Frank? At one point, when Frank, when Ross came on and he was dancing, and I turned around to Daisy, the producer, and I went, "Ross is dancing." <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, it was uh, really, I, I mean, next, sh- the next logical step after Igor is Richard III, surely. Oh, yeah, you'd think, I've show. got the hump, I've it's got a, my own hump. Exactly, it's a hop step and a hump <laughs> from uh, to Richard III. I mean, I'm ringing Branner all the time, I've got, I've got my own hump, come on, put me on, I'm ready. I love someone who, t- you know, you get, sometimes on telly people turn up with their own earpiece that they always use, yeah. they've uh, yeah. got their own, to turn up with your own hump for Richard III. I don't even, they 
did. Richard III with a hump anymore. We probably our careers are probably all in ruins just having this discussion. Well, yeah. well, I think there was a there was a brilliant documentary about that um, the production of it going around the world, wasn't it? With um, uh, a now disgraced famous actor. So oh. you know, you move up the list sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be, be honest, right? Be honest, because this is. I mean, I know we shouldn't make light of this, but when you saw, um, there's been several comedians who have fallen yeah. from grace. Did you think the next time they do the hundred greatest stand-ups, you think that's me too up? Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> More room at the top. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, yes, it's uh, it's a tremendous show. People should go and see at, at the Garrick. Yep. Um, Eight shows a week. No, it's it's a question good. I have to fun. ask you. Right. Many yeah. years ago, I saw oh, I saw Hamlet in Wolverhampton. Right. With. Um, David Threlfall, the actor. Do you oh, know? Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He was in Nicholas he, pl- he played Hamlet, well, exactly. He played mm. Hamlet in a wheelchair. Right. And I thought, oh, this is some... Inve-. And it was because he played... Um, <coughs> there was a Nicholas Nickleby at, at the RSC, which was an eight-hour production. Oof. And he played um, Smike. Yes. And Smike was a, a disabled um, character. And so he crouched and... Yeah, yeah. And when I was watching you last night, I thought, how much oh. damage is Ross doing to his um, shoulder and back muscles? How's it yeah, going oh with God. all that? It's good. You know, you know, you know what they did when I, when I first started because it's um, I, it's 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 shoulder, it's back, legs as well. Mm. I, I'm yeah, moving yeah. around. So I um, they in the first week of rehearsals, uh, the company manager discreetly came over to me and just went, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? You know, you're going to have to do it's a two-hour show, eight shows a week. Really? And I just went, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm fully committing to this. There's been one show where I was about to go on and I went, why did I decide to do it like this? But they sent me to a physiotherapist. Yeah. Like, like a head, you know, like a, a physio, but ahead of the, before I got any injuries. Right. So this, you know, we're at the, you know, in the rehearsal stage and I went along there. And and he left his door open as well, which made this doubly odd. And he said, right, so the... the and it's like, there's this place where it's physio, but when you go in there, behind the desk, they've got all, like, it's, you know, like, cats, lames, like, all of the West End shows. There's, oh, like, I thought you meant of, in jars. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, so, all of the, all, you know, dream girls. So it's basically this one physio that does all of the, all of the, for all the dancers, you see. Brilliant. And then, so I went along, and he said, right, he said, that, um, so they've told me that it's quite a physical thing and you're quite contorted and um, so just tell me what you show me what you're going to do in the show and I tentatively at first well I just been doing a hunchback no no show me so I was in the guy's uh, you know examination room <laughs> fully hunched over I did a bit of the dancing yeah. jumped up on his table doors open there's people in there for like sports injuries <laughs> and I'm in a room much did you and, actually um, jump on his table yeah, I did the yeah. lot <laughs> you, know, you know the bit where they in, think in he's the, paying you the, at that point you know the, in the, the lab when the switches are you know everything's exploding and I sort of fall over and I get thrown across so I've fallen on the floor and everything and he gave me a full like workout routine to do to counteract the, oh, excellent. the humpage. But you don't do it. Yeah, I do it. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got to, yeah. Prehab, they call yeah. that. Prehab, isn't it? Is that, is that? Yeah, yeah. It's to put off the injury. There's rehab for after it. Prehab, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, Alan's our PE course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went out with a dancer and in her contract she used to have a massage and ice bath. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's the, it turns out you've got to take all this stuff seriously. Yeah. Because I was going, ah, it'll be fine. And then, you know, people are rolling out, you've got their foam rollers and stuff, and you're thinking... Is it you must have knee pads on, have you, under there? Oh, I'll ruin the magic of the... Oh, OK, well, morning. I mean... No, I, yeah, yeah, I've got, I, I don't that want I, that glimpse behind Ross, the curtain. absolutely. Uh, No-one would say that he didn't throw himself into the park. Yeah, absolutely. So, I forgot um, my knee pads one night. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I suffered. Haven't we all, dear? Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're with Ross Noble, who's currently playing Igor in Young Frankenstein. Um, now everyone went back. We went and saw everyone went back, and yeah. I didn't go back last night. Yeah, I was worried. Yeah. I'm sorry about That's that. That's fine. But, you know, I was I was informed that you you can only do prayers once. <laughs> no, I, you were no. Good at, what I, I said was um, he prefers compliments on the radio. I said I'm yeah. sure Ross would rather hear me say it on the radio than, on the, than in some small room. Incredible. Everybody involved said if it's I, not either or. If I'd have given it any less today, Ross oh, would have yeah. said no. But what I think you said last night. Was, <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't. But I, I honestly I, wouldn't. We're not all like you, fam. <laughs> We're just, like, honestly, I was just glad that you came. Well, I, I'll tell you what I did enjoy. So it was at the Garrick Theatre. Yes. And oh, David yes. Garrick, there's a, the there's a story, yeah. yeah. He was a famous 18th century actor, and Samuel Johnson, who I love, said to him, I'll come no more backstage, Davy, because the actresses, <laughs> the actresses' white bobbies and silk stockings excite my amorous propensities. <laughs> I'm now even more gutted that you didn't come backstage and we could have organised it so that we were near the door of the, the ladies' ensemble dressing room. Oh, no. I don't think and that's a good go, idea. What, what did you think of the show, Frank? Oh. And you go, well... <laughs> it would have been too much. <laughs> here's, here's an interesting... Actually, talking about the, um, uh, the, your... Uh, General, um, you know your idea for the. I'll bail out of that sentence. You know your idea for, for the. Yes, the, you know the anecdote light. Oh yes, which I think is the greatest. Have you talked about this on air before? Yeah, I it's, think you have, Frank. It's, it's in, in restaurants. Yeah, you put yeah. A, when you're telling an anecdote, you put a light yeah. on so the waiter doesn't come up. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is brilliant, right? And I and I t- talk about this a lot, right? Now, I actually, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to massively name drop here, but I was having dinner with Mel Brooks, right? Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a Mel Brooks show, right? And I told him about your anecdote. I, the, the anecdote <gasps> oh, shut light. up. Yeah, I did, yeah. And he thought it was a brilliant idea. <gasps> because, Ten. how's this? Because I thought of you, right? Because we were... <laughs> It's myself and Mel Brooks comedy legend. We were we were having dinner, right? I was in the middle of a story, and I was like, blah 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 blah, and I was just just building to the end of the story, and Mel could tell, he could sense it, and the waiter walked over, oh. and he turned around. But how's this? And you just straight away you popped into my head. He turned around and he went to the waiter. He put his hand up and he went, wait. He's telling a story, <laughs> not yet. And he turns to me and he goes, right, go. <laughs> and I went, and then such and such, blah, blah, blah. And it turned out it was a zebra. And everyone, <laughs> he went, okay, now ask him what he wants to drink. <laughs> what about it? What about if the anecdote hadn't gotten that well? Man, what a night. Yeah. Look, I should say as well, before before we end, that you're you're also, uh, you're on tour uh, next year. I am, yes, El Hablador. Yeah, what does um, that mean, Hell? It, it means uh, uh, the talkative one, or the oh. storyteller. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. true enough. And that will be... Um, it's on sale now. 
all over the place. Yeah, 9th of September to the 14th of December, including uh, three nights at Warwick Arts Centre, which is where I went to university. And is within the confines of... Is it part of the city of culture? The... Oh, well, oh, I, I should it's think so. close so. enough, yeah. I, I mean... saw uh, the Boomtown Rats there. Oh, lovely. And Bauhaus. There we go. And Roger McGough. There you go, the big three. (laughs) Setting the bar pretty high. That sounds like Leslie Joseph's dressing room after every show. Um, And and my TV show as well, uh, Off Road, is on Dave as well. Yes, when does that start? Uh, It started this week. You can get the first episode on Catch Up and then it's on uh, 8 o'clock on a Thursday night. There we go. Well I've, got, uh, I've got an old mattress I need getting rid of if anyone wants that. Right. Uh, five, five pounds. <laughs> five pounds? Five pounds. Plugging yeah. everything. Yeah. Get more yeah. on eBay for Ross Noble's old mattress. Also, if you've been sleeping in the hump, the memory foam will be irreparable. Is <laughs> <laughs> that another Samuel Johnson quote? <laughs> I don't want anything that's going to gather, where liquid's going to gather into a pool. <laughs> Ross, it's been so brief. It's been lovely though. But let let's go let's go and eat now, and then we can uh, we can talk with um, with a, a more free use of bad language. <laughs> Marvelous, it's tense. I've been tense. Anyway, look, um, thank you so much for listening. It was great to have you on, um, Ross. Next time, come in earlier. Let's do the whole show. I'd love to. Okay. Um, and um, thank you so much. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.